So, welcome back, or welcome to Golf Nerds. I promised you a quick podcast um, a few days after the last one, and this is kind of it. But it's in my normal podcast recording slot of Monday evening, my time, and normal podcast recording spot of outside my kids' dance class. Um, they're cutting the grass, so I'm walking away from that, but, you know... If you want a polished podcast, you won't be listening to mine. So, um, here's the bombshell. Those of you that follow me on Twitter, on my old Twitter, um, would have realised that I haven't tweeted for a while, and I've deleted my Instagram. And that's for one reason. I, I got tired of it. It wasn't sparking joy. It wasn't making me happy. What was happening was... Especially when I started out, I followed people that I felt like I should follow. Golf companies and tour pros and stuff like that. And now as my taste in, in golf media and golf as a game and brands has changed, I find myself weeding through hundreds of tweets that I simply don't care about. And then me as a golf teacher, that's changed now. You know, I do some teaching golf. I've still got a couple of online students and a couple of face-to-face students. But really, I make my money teaching English now. Um, And I love it. And I love it way more than trying to grind it out full-time as a golf pro. Um, And I might explain to you why some other time. So, I deleted all my social media. I still have my personal Facebook um, and I'd love it if you followed me on Twitter. I am Golf Nerd Guy, and I have a little logo that looks like the podcast logo. Um, I'm keeping on my Impact Golf website mainly because I use the email, and I'm going to revamp that and just make it a one-page thing. Um, I just want to streamline my golf stuff into stuff I care about. Um, you've. If you've listened to this podcast a lot, you realise that not that I'm not passionate about the game, like I am desperate to get back out there. I'm desperate to change my golf gear as well. It's frustrating me that there's some stuff not right about it. Um, But here's the thing. Even though all that is true, there's some stuff I, I just don't care about. I'm rapidly not interested in the week to week on the PGA Tour Um, not that I'm never going to talk about it again on this podcast but don't expect me to talk about it week in week out because it kind of bores me there's a few guys who I've connected with personally who I really um, I do follow and there's a few guys who I kind of you know I get a bit starstruck by I'm a big fan of Justin Thomas um and uh, some other guys who I can't think of. Um, so I'm probably going to follow those guys on Twitter and Instagram if I go back. I'm not. I'm not sure I want to go back. Um, but I just want to kind of reintroduce myself. My name is No. Um, do you get it? It's all about. Just kind of being a bit more open, 
Um, I love teaching golf full-time. But flip, I love not teaching golf full-time. Um, I love being part of the golf industry. For my reasons. And I love really right now not being part of it. And not being obliged to smoke corporate pole. Um... I work with some companies, Cobra, Puma, Golf here in Panama have been amazing to me and um, I'm really looking forward to wrapping up my time in Panama working with these guys. I made that decision this weekend. Um, Orca make great golf clubs and you know when I move back to the UK and it's going to be about three years, I'm going to bang down Alex's door, get myself kitted out and... um, work with them while I do golf in the UK Um, but right now Cobra were were some of the nicest people to me when I arrived here in Panama and I think I'd be a dick to ditch them Um, and something that made me think about that um, and I can talk quite openly here about my life in Panama and golf and my frustrations because no one from Panama listens to my podcast and if they do good on you, welcome Um, call me up, let's go for coffee and if you don't, well uh, it doesn't really apply Um, some guys who I thought were Cobra Puma through and through like of course there was money involved in it but you know, the way Cobra works here it's about relationships I have a great relationship with my guy at Cobra, like I was tweeting him, not tweeting him texting him, last week I've been texting him not constantly, but, you know, a few times a week for the last couple of weeks. Mostly about Land Rovers. Because we're really excited about the new Land Rover Defender coming out. Um, and that isn't because I'm strategically trying to build a relationship with him or bullshit like that. He's one of the nicest guys I know. Like, he genuinely is. And he is super busy because he runs a massive sport brand. And I'm busy enough because I've got my little... English teaching thing, my little golf thing, my little online world and a family. Um, But in a different life, I hope, Seb, you won't listen to this, I hope I'd be, like, really good friends with this guy. But we both like golf and we both like the same type of cars. Um, And we both are family men and we both put our families first. And therefore that means we don't have much time to hang out. Um, and, And I love that. But um, I do my best to treat him as if he was a really good friend whenever I see him. I tell you this because I thought that was the deal we all had with this guy. I've said to other pros around Panama, like, the best thing about Cobra is this guy. And I said, his name's Seb. The best thing is about... And, you know, that's the best thing about it. Honestly, the gear, the clothes and the clubs could say any name on it he's the reason I'm involved and he is the reason I'm staying involved and you can take from that what you want um, when I moved to the UK I'm excited to work with Alex from Cobra uh, from Cobra Alex from Orca um, because he's a great guy but there's not much I can do for him from out here and there's not that much I can do for Cobra here in Panama because I'm stepping away from golf in the same way 
But, you know, if I'm going to be a golf pro and I, I want to work with a company because it makes my life easier, it's like, I know if something breaks, I can call Cobra and say, hey, man, the you know, my 7-iron snap, can you help me out? And they will do. Because they know if someone comes to me to buy golf clubs, I send them their way. And, and that's how it works. I'm not Ricky Fowler. They're not throwing me all the new gear soon before it comes out. But equally... They've got my back and I've got their back. And I would not ask too much of them. And they don't ask much of me. Um, that's, that's being a teaching pro. It's been a golf pro. Um, and it's upset me that people I thought who had that relationship with Cobra and therefore with Seb, um, I now see with Taylor May clubs in their bag or wearing Nike gear because someone else has come along. And these are people who are, you know, golf in Panama is their life and therefore Seb should be a big part of their life. And he's clearly not. And they haven't respected the brand or the person and all of that. And it's just like, this is your industry, this is your life, and you've lost it. Um, you've wanted a fancy new golf club. Um, because you saw Tiger using it or whatever and the friendship and relationship you had clearly meant nothing to you um, and that's shit and you know what golf, that's just one of the many reasons golf is toxic because golf is like that golf I feel is a toxic industry to work in and I tell that to pretty much anyone who asks me about working in golf um, I've not often been empowered and happy in working environments within golf and it's funny that I said about a year ago possibly on the podcast I have limited where I work in golf because I only work in places that make me feel positive um, and that's true that is absolutely true and that was the beginning of me stepping away from golf as a full time job because that restricted where I could work. Um, and I have other restrictions on my work, like I don't work weekends because I want to spend it with my family. And therefore, those two restrictions just made it basically untenable, and that's fine. So, by accident, I stumbled into teaching online, teaching English online, and I love it. It's truly... I've been doing it six months now, building up to... I don't work full-time, but um, to having a full schedule of um, English lessons, um, you know, partially it was building up because I wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to do, and then I was sure, and then I had to build a student base. Um, but now, um, in golf terms, my book is full on English, and um, I love it, I truly love it. It sparks joy, it makes me happy. I have to get up at 3.15 in the morning to give those lessons because I teach kids mostly in Asia. Um, when I say mostly in Asia, I mean exclusively in China. And, um, and that's fine. I, I have to get up and I do that with joy. Apart from the odd morning where it's not a joy, like this morning is one of them. But, you know, it's called work for a reason. And um, not many people jump out of bed every single morning. But I do jump out of bed 9 out of 10 mornings and I will take that. And I, I have been getting up at 
for six months, apart from my time on, you know, on vacation, holiday. So, um, yeah, that's my big announcement. Um, I am moving my social media to something that's much more personal. I'm still not going to be putting photos of my kids on Twitter, although I might. Um, I like I, my wife does. I follow my wife on Twitter. It's not hard to work out who she is. I'm not going to announce that though. If you're interested, look at my followers, or you know the people I follow. I think she follows me. Um, gosh, I don't know. That's a bit sad if she doesn't. Do you know why she doesn't? She could give a flip about golf. Like she likes me mostly. Um, she doesn't care about golf. Um, and I probably talk a bit about my English teaching, and she does care about that. She loves that, um, which is another reason I've moved my job. Um, but she hears me talking about it like face to face, so she doesn't need to, need to she doesn't need to follow my Twitter for that because you know we live together, and and so she gets gets enough English teaching talk from me. Um, yeah, let me tell you something. I'm thinking about golf gear. This is a question. Have any of you guys of any age experience of using the super light gear? Like the Cobra F-Max range? I sold a couple of sets and I hit some shots with it. Now, they weren't to my fitting, but they felt good. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was stock regulars in the, in the irons I hit and, you know, they weren't bent to the lie. And I, I was just thinking I'd love to have a couple of swings on... Um, on some of those clubs, like one inch short, two inch flat, would probably do me as a fitting, you know. I could make that work. Um, and then I could probably take that through pretty much the whole Cobra range and go for a different feel of bag. Um, one that's a bit easier to use. Because you know what? I get up at three in the morning and I work. You know, I teach until 8, 9 in the morning every single day of the week. I am pretty battered when it comes to um, to golf practice. I haven't got that much energy for it. I'm still putting in a couple of good sessions a week. You know, because I've got some online golf lessons as well. That's why the times are flexible. Um, I'm doing some really interesting, like, live lessons on the driving range. Um, I can't... I've been asked not to talk about where I'm doing that and stuff. Um, so I, I, I will tell you now I'm doing it, but I won't talk about it again. Um, just because someone is scared about upsetting the PGA. Genuinely, and he knows my attitude towards them. So, um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm doing that. And I'm doing my English lessons online. And it's, um, yeah, it's just taking energy. So I hope to get in. I haven't played a proper game of golf for weeks, but I still get a couple of range sessions, like solid two, three-hour range sessions. Um, so I've still got some game. I dread to think what I'll shoot when I get out. But equally, you know, because I've still been hit practicing properly, um, uh, you know, a couple of weeks playing golf a couple of times a week, and I sh- should be back at a sensible number, I hope. Oh... Guys, it's great to share this with you. Guys and girls. Do you know what excites me in golf? I'm going to wrap this up. 
tell you what excites me about golf. Ladies' golf. It's fascinating. It's an untapped fount or font of... Oh, sorry, the lawnmower man's moving. It's chasing me. So ladies' golf is an untapped source of, like, interesting stuff. The players there are so accessible as well. Um, the ladies' European tour... It's been on the periphery of what I've been talking about to you and what I've been reading. And I was like, that interests me. I want to get into that. So um, I am doing. I'm like, really? Like Nelly Corder won in Paris at the weekend. She won by seven, right? Couldn't watch it on TV because no one gives a shit about women. Sad, sad times. But um, it looked like great. I saw the clips on Twitter. And um, there were some great shots, and some of those swings are freaking fantastic. You can just see the quality of the ball striking from watching three swings. Um, I know it's a cliche to say about ladies' golf, but those girls are good. Um, because they're hitting, you know, four irons in from, let's say, 200 or a bit less... But they're hitting greens and they're hitting the right part of greens like day in, day out from that range. That is harder than flipping in a wedge from, you know, a 50 degree wedge from 130 or more. Um, That is harder to do. There's no doubt about that. It's harder to hit a green with a full four iron than with a full wedge. You don't have to be a pro golfer to know that. For lots of these ladies, they're just not that strong. And so their, that, their full forearm goes like 200. To be honest, guys, I know you as amateur golfers, you're not that strong either. And I know loads of you don't hit forearm 200 well enough to hit a green. You can slash at one from 200. You might get close to a green. You might even go past it sometimes. But it doesn't mean you hit greens from 200 with a forearm. Um... You know, if you were hitting five wood um, slower, you'd hit more greens. And if you made that slow, you're full. Um, You'd hit more greens all the time. You're welcome. So I wanted to do 20 minutes of my podcast and we're getting to 18.35. So ladies golf's exciting me. Golf gear still excites me. I flipping love old golf clubs though. I'm putting together a vintage bag. I really am. I've got the actual bag in the UK I've got an old school McGregor staff bag um, it's at my mum's I've got a putter I've got two putters um, I've got a ping answer two I've just got the head um, and I've got a bullseye la femme um, and then the rest and I've got a ping i2 sandwich uh, copper obvio and then um the rest of the bag is um, is empty, so I'm going to build that. Vintage golf makes me excited, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that bag together. I'm gonna start doing that. Well, let's be honest, I'm gonna start doing that after a couple of paychecks. Um, I need to need to get paid a couple of times before I can do that. Um, but I'm really truly looking forward to putting that bag together. Um, so, thank you very much for listening. My target was to record a 20-minute podcast. So it's been a privilege and a joy. Remember, 
golfnerdguy on Twitter. Take care. See you all soon.